0: Everybody, welcome to another Fintech Insiders interview. We are lucky enough to be in New York this week. It's Fintech Week, and we're at City two-court square with the legendary Alex Sion. Alex, the co-head of D10X, part of City Ventures. Yes. How are you doing, Alex?
1: Great, like Sam. Best, how are you? Thank that you. Sharp. Thank you. So
0: we dressed actually, up for you. Yeah, and I love I dressed up for you, <laughs> obviously. Um, well, let's start with the elephant in the room for yeah. the folks watching. Sure. All right. What does D10X actually mean? What does it stand
1: sure. for? Sure, it stands for Discover 10X. It's, it's City's internal growth engine. So it's actually a program that was set up by City Ventures to basically create and incubate new products and services uh, for City that will have 10X impacts and benefit to the client. Um, the way we do that is through this model that is entrepreneurship matched with entrepreneurship through a kind of controlled kind of VC process. Think of it as kind of internal shark tank. So we pair internal founders with entrepreneurs who have built businesses on the outside. Concepts are generated. They're pitched to an internal growth board of city leadership and funded through rounds just like a VC firm would do. Uh, And the goal is to take them, you know, big ideas to market. So we've created really a factory around innovation through D10X.
0: So City Ventures is a new, is well-established, right? Well-known. Yeah. Um, How long has this program been around?
1: About three or four
0: years. Okay. Yeah
1: relatively new within the lifespan of uh, you know city ventures
0: so does it go through like a like at an incubator right yeah class so is it kind of like that you have yeah. so many that you're doing each time
1: so yeah so there's there's two parts uh, there the, the on the consumer side of the business we're organized around two macro themes one is modern life the econo- a second one is economic vitality and we generate ideas around those two problem spaces uh, founders within the business do that they're paired with entrepreneurs and we take those ideas to Market
0: so I love that concept of modern life, by the way. Yeah. So is it just talking about the, the the influence of tech in our day-to-day
1: lives? It's actually a little broader than that. So we, we're at City Ventures, and on the consumer side, we're looking for things that, uh, trends that we think are significant, sustainable, and they're, you know, really 10x impactful to our customers. Modern life is really about that friction that is emanating because families are no longer traditional. So if you think about it, the nuclear family, which is where, you know, banking has been constructed around the nuclear family assumption, that hasn't existed for decades. Uh, And because of that, all sorts of people have to hack around the system to make banking work for them. Uh, And that can be, you know, whether they're uh, single bread earners, divorced couples, people co-parenting, all sorts of non-traditional family relationships really understand the, the need to hack finances. And so modern life is about that space, is how can we eliminate the need for, uh, for families having to hack finances to, to make banking work for them.
0: So I love that, that Shark Tank-ish approach to it. So what are you, Cuban? On that,
1: yeah, point. no, no, no. To so me, do you I'm, get to sit specific, on that? I absolutely that? do. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's the the board is congro- the growth boards as we call them are comprised of the senior leaders across global con- city consumer. Yeah, uh, from cards, retail banking, ventures, uh, strategy, marketing, technology. So it represents really senior leadership from you know that people that make things happen here. Um, we assemble them monthly. They get pitched new ideas and they get to evaluate them and determine you know, how we fund them and how we take them to market.
0: Yeah, it's a really interesting approach, right? Yeah. Especially for a, a company at the scale yeah. and, and size of city. I think the key is it,
1: it keeps the business engaged. So I think one of the key differences, I think, between City and many other programs that I've seen out there from innovation is that this deep connection of innovation to the business. So it's not this separate activity on the side that's kind of happening—that you know, shiny little object that no one really kind of pays attention to. We're deeply embedded with business stakeholders; they're they're engaged in the process, and it's really their ideas that we're facilitating taking to market.
0: Yeah, and it, I think that's something that that's a reputation that City Ventures especially has. Is you know, you've had I called you legendary, and yeah. you are, in yeah. my opinion, <laughs> I mean, you've had a fascinating career that we'll talk about in a little bit, but. Um, You've really had as the the chief innovation officer and as the head of City Ventures, Vanessa Coelho, who's, again, you're lucky in in who you, well, you you deserve it. But you're lucky in the the team that you're working with and their willingness to take an approach like this.
1: Yes. It is unique. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And and in some ways and ways, it's structured with both the institutional side as well as the consumer side. And this kind of global view that City has really does make, I think, the program unique within the industry.
0: So, so city is is massive, yeah. right and you truly do play on a global scale. Yeah. So how do you really innovate yeah. at, at a company at, at this scale, yeah. especially on the consumer sure.
1: side? Sure. I think that's exactly it. Is it on the consumer side, you stay laser focused on consumer needs. So if you think about it, another thing that differentiates the program is these organizing ideas of modern life and economic vitality. It's we're not just kind of you know blank sheet of paper coming up with good idea. We'll fund it. We have hypothesis informed by, frankly, the things that we're seeing within the market, the things that the venture investing team is looking at. We, we have these macro trends that we see that we know are problem spaces uh, for consumers globally, and that's where we you know, generate ideas from. So it's, 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 I, I would say it's a curated approach approach. Rather than a completely open innovation approach,
0: there's um, a lot to be said for process methodology. There, there really is, yep. and to have those controls yep. in place. So, so how do you keep innovation theater? Because you and I have, in our sure. careers, have seen innovation yeah, theater. Absolutely. How do you keep that out of the
1: mix? Yeah, I mean, there's a little bit of it. Is is really kind of getting the organization. If we think of innovation theater as really buy-in of the organization and creating excitement around that, I think that's something we're all in on. Like we want employees, leaders at city, uh, business owners to be very invested and excited about the concept of innovation and that's why sort of we're structured to be deeply embedded and connected with the business. Uh, I see that less as theater and more as part of our charter, which is cultural change, right like we yeah. know that this is not you know, a, uh, you know, a minor event within the banking industry. This is one where every company needs to really look at a, in, at change in a transformative way. And that's part of the charter that Citi Ventures and, and D10X has as well, is that how do we influence the thinking not only of just from the startup's perspective that we're creating, but influencing leaders and employees uh, to want to and be passionate about innovation.
0: So one of the key differentiators for Citi, um, if we're looking at um, the, the large banks in the U.S., is that with Citi, you have to put the word global yeah. in front of it because yeah. you really do have a yeah. massive global presence. Yes. So when you're talking about consumer banking yeah. and you have to put the word global in there, that, yeah. that presents a unique challenge, doesn't it? It does,
1: it does. And and again, that's what goes back to these universal customer needs. So the, the problems of economic vitality and modern life, we think, don't discriminate by region. They're, they're patterns that we see across the globe uh, in the city footprint. And those are the things that really keep not only ideas, you can launch it in one region and, and have some degree of confidence that it's relevant, uh, relevant problems that you know, that can be then ported to other regions. So I think that global scalability, I think, is key as well.
0: So how do you find that signal through the noise? Because, yeah, I, I, yeah it is interesting, right? Consumer adoption when it yeah. comes to technology and banking solutions yeah. to some degree does vary. Geo to geo, but uh, there are some commonalities. Yeah. So, so yeah. You, you know, you look at what's happening in Asia, right? Yeah. Yep. And the rapid advancement. Yep. Of mobile. Yep. Right. And payments, cash, basically just yep. disappearing. Yep. Right. Yeah. And then here in the U.S., we're still having. We're in New York, yeah. right? And I yep. think of a red right. There was legislation that came in to say whether or not you could go cashless at certain stores yep. or not. Yep. So it, that to me. That's got to be challenging yeah. to find that signal and look for those commonalities.
1: It is. It is. But, and that's where the benefit of having that global reach and the ability to learn and listening posts across the world uh, is a really a benefit to the program, is that we get that perspective from what's going on in Asia and LATAM and the United States and are able to get that collective perspective. Uh, good, good sort of uh, evidence of this is on the institutional side. Uh, my co-head is actually based out in London. And a significant amount of the team is based out there. So, you know, even though they're on the institutional side, we have listening posts to all the great things that are going out in the U.K. around neo banking and, and, and throughout Europe, uh, frankly. Um, so we get that perspective that I think a lot of the largest U.S. institutions don't get as much.
0: I think that's a distinct advantage, yes. personally, right? Yeah. I mean, our we're based out of London. Yep. Um, I mean, heck, one of our co-founders co-founded Starling and Monzo, right? Yep. So come out of that that situation. It is amazing how many times I'm at offices at other banks talking to them and I say Monzo and I get a blank stare. Yeah. Right. Which puts you at a distinct disadvantage of not understanding what's happening there and how they're disrupting the market.
1: Absolutely. So, for example, in the realm of modern life, that's those are common problems, right? Behavioral changes driven by technology usage changes are really common around the world. And so, when we, we have the ability to see those patterns globally and apply them uh, sort of bespoke by region,
0: so, so we're in New York. We're in the U.S. So let's focus a little bit on U.S. consumers when it comes to banking. Yeah. Because we are a bit unique, right? Yep. And, and one thing that is, is interesting about City. I, I think I just read this about a month ago, when it comes to consumers rating uh, the mobile and digital offerings, City ranks, I think, number one, if I'm not mistaken. You can nod and brag. Yeah. Because it ranks, <laughs> y- you guys are there, yes. right? Yeah. And yet, consumer adoption when it comes to real digital banking yeah. has has been behind yes. other geos. I mean, what do you think yeah. it's going to take to crack that here?
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. I feel like uh, the in the U.S., because there's already a pretty big commitment to multi-channel banking for a lot of the scale banks, that you're, I think you're going to have a situation where it's always going to be consumer choice driven, right? So yeah. whether you want to work at a branch, whether you want to go completely digital or have an advisor, not an advisor, a lot of banks are, are going to play off of those choices. Citi is in a unique place where, because we have less distribution, sort of, in some ways I think of it as, as overhead, then a lot of places we're in a unique position to really innovate around the space of digital. And that's been sort of public stuff that, that city executives have been talking about for a while. But I do think it's, it's true. Like we have, the, we have this ability because in some ways we don't have the distribution sort of reach of a lot of the you know, like scale players that you know, we
0: can be a really digital leader. So when we when we started the interview one of the things I called you legendary. Yeah. All right. Because, you know, I like to suck up to you because we love Alex. <laughs> but but uh, yeah. honestly, when you look at your career arc, yeah. it is pretty interesting, right? I didn't yeah. know you went to Yale, by the way. I just yeah. learned that today. Yeah.
1: That's, I, mean, I bury slightly that sometimes.
0: I would never bury. Bar- <laughs> Why would you bury that you went to Yale? Oh, my God. I went to Southern Illinois. I would scream <laughs> that I went to Yale. I'm going to start lying and say I went to Yale. Um, but it, you have a very interesting career arc, especially for an executive yeah. at, at a at a bank the size of City because yeah. You've worked in the industry yeah i mean you you've been at city before yeah. you've been at Chase and, yeah. and again here yeah. at city yeah. um, you've also taken a, a startup you yeah. you know you were you were there at, yeah. at, with um with moving and yeah. been able to to successfully launch what we would call a neo bank, yep. so you've seen both sides of it. you've seen yeah. the pain of trying to raise yeah. capital of absolutely. acquiring customers when you're starting from zero, yeah that's got to give you a distinct advantage, yeah,
1: absolutely, so I think uh, the perspective. Uh, that I have from both the startup world as well as the big company world is understanding that, you know, in some ways, what it takes to get done and that it can get done, right? You know, in in large institutions, sometimes you you psych yourself out and you, you you know, kind of look at things and that nimbler players are doing and say, that's impossible to do here, but having been on that side, I know it's incredibly doable to do here, even in some ways more doable to do at large institutions that have the capital, have the customer bases, have the products uh, already in place. So just kind of knowing that, that it can be done and what technology enables people to do on the outside, when you look at that inside and how much that can be magnified, right, at a place like Citi, uh, that's what makes it really exciting for, for me in specific.
0: And it makes you unique when we I'll keep coming back to the shark take thing because I think that's cool when you're sitting on that side, yeah. Because whether I'm inside the company or outside and I'm doing the pitch, I know that you've been there, yeah, and that you understand both sides of the, yeah. the table, if yeah. you will. So that's that's great advice that you can bring to them in life experience. Yeah,
1: and I, I think that's a hallmark of our program is we we pair internal founders with entrepreneurs from the outside, like myself and others who have who have started companies been there, done that, and had to bootstrap it. So you get that perspective, what really does take to create a product in an agile, sort of lean way. And again, what what technology and and various kind of product hacks can do, right? Um, How fast they can get to market, how they can resonate with consumers. You know, when you pair that secret sauce of that external perspective with internal founders who kind of have been there, done that in the traditional banking space, Know the product set. Know the customer needs. It's a pretty powerful combination.
0: So, uh, getting back to city being global, one yep. of the things you're well aware of, especially with um, your your cohort sitting in London, is GDPR and P- PDS two and yep. everything that comes with that. When we're talking about consumer yep. data, yep. their financial lives, yep. and it, and it's a topic that continues to grow in the U S. Right? Yep. Who who owns the data? Right? Yep. And and how do you manage that that part of Accommodating somebody's financial needs yep. and the data element of that—I'm yep. I'm sure that's woven into just about everything you're touching yeah. on the consumer side.
1: Absolutely, that—that that idea of customer control and com- uh, transparency, to me, is at the heart of modern life in specific. Right? Is this idea that you know f- part of the friction and and that customers feel every day is fragmentation of data, uh, and the more that we can give them ownership. And give them control, and and many of our startups are really founded on that premise. Like Citi is is a, is one of the leading banks to get there in the market with the ability to aggregate accounts, for example. That simple move is is really powerful, right? It gives it enables customers to have that full picture of their finances, which a lot of banks still don't do.
0: So one of the things we do in this interview series is we always ask the same three questions of everyone, and it's it's been very interesting to see. The story arc in these three. So I can't wait to hear these from you, especially with the experience you had. So here's the first one. If you look back at your career, yep. all right. Normally we say five to ten years. I love you, Alex, so I'm gonna say twenty. Okay? <laughs> go with it, everybody. If you look back on those twenty years, yeah. and if you were yourself to give advice, so yeah. looking out to give somebody who really wanted to innovate within the banking space, yeah. what's the one piece of advice you'd give them?
1: Uh I think I, I personally did this, but sort of looking at other people coming through the industry now, it's that that focus on the way technology has been impacting the way consumer behaviors look, less the efficiencies of the business. Like for so long, and you know this Sam in the banking space, technology was equal, same equals efficiency yeah. and cost save. Um, I always looked at it more about what is this doing to the consumer experience and how are consumers going to use these tools? to kind of take control of their money. And that was back, you know, starting in the online early 90s. I think that, oddly enough, is where everybody's thinking today, but has been sort of hard to see sometimes, you know, through that 20-year journey. So I think that focus on really that technology was more about consumers and less about the business and how they can use technology to, to really kind of take control of their money. If you focused on that from like, the early '90s to today, you'd be in a really good place. Yeah, you would
0: own the space yes, if you did that. Absolutely. So, yeah. on the flip side, what's the best advice you ever got? Yeah. Within your professional career, what's that sure. one nugget you look at and I, go? Yeah, when
1: when um, when Brett and I were sort of early conceiving, moving, and sort of pitching that first sort of suite of investors. Uh, one of our early investors, the founder of Under Armour, you know, could notice that you know a friend of mine who could notice I was hesitating on sort of that leap. From pretty stable corporate job to, you know, have to pay myself through, you know, eat ramen and all that. Standing on the edge of the cliff, looking over, right? Do I jump? Right. Um, And he really kind of posed posed to me this question of, hey, you know, um, you know, you're working at a job, you 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 have a four hundred one k, or you're contributing to your four hundred one k, and I'm like, yeah, of course. And he's like, well, how much meaning is your four hundred one k gonna have if you start this idea and you believe in it? And I thought about it. And I'm just like, well, not much because I'll create a lot of value in this company. And so, you know, he really put it back at me. So then why are you contributing for a 1K? will not you take that money and invest in yourself? So I think that idea of, of believing in yourself and having conviction to an idea and really kind of going all in, uh, I think people don't do that enough. And I, I think it's, it's daunting, but it's easier than many people think. And it's really that mentality you bring towards it, right? It's where am I investing? Am I going to invest in the market or am I going to invest in me? And if you make that choice to invest in you, it'll be a very, very powerful way. And it simplifies a lot of decisions, frankly.
0: All right. So last question on these, these three. If you take a look at the program, take a look at D10X. Yeah. And you look out a couple of years how do you see it growing? Or how do you see it evolving?
1: 2019 is going to be a super exciting year. So you got to come back around and talk to us, uh, Some check in. Um, we'll schedule that, don't worry. We'll yes. do that right <laughs> after. <laughs> but we, it's a super exciting year for the program and for Citi. Uh, we're, we are going to be taking to a market a number of really, really interesting consumer innovations that I personally believe will have that impact, that 10x impact on c- customers in the space. And we're going to be doing it in... Ways that I think are unique and, frankly, no other bank has been doing. Uh, so I think, to me, this is the year that, you know, the hype moves from hype into reality. And, uh, you know, we, we have this opportunity to really transform the way not only City works and how it works for customers, but how the, the industry really thinks about digital and innovation.
0: So if I'm one of these entrepreneurs, I have one of these great ideas, how do I engage with you? How do I learn more about the program?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, cityventures.com, right, is is out there, and, and you can learn about the what we do at City Ventures and within 10X on our website out there, and just, you know, my I think my contact information's up there. You can just ping me directly.
0: Well, Alex, we've known you for a long time. All right. It's always fun watching your story arc happen. Thank you. So, folks, as usual, thanks for listening. Thank you for joining us on this um, interview series that we're doing as always, you can follow us on Twitter at @fintechinsiders. Fintech Insiders. And if you like what you heard this week, because, of course, you like what you heard this week, don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. Give us a five-star review. If you have any suggestions or feedback, please reach out to us on Twitter or email us at podcast at 11FS.com. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Sam. Thanks, Al. Appreciate it all. Right.